This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, hello and welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor here, and I am with Scott Beha, our lead pastor, who's trying to hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, we've come a long way. If you don't watch us live, well, you're just getting a little um, preview of what we're doing here. So we used to drink coffee out of matching coffee cups, but mm-hmm. we're just at a different level now. So I got my energy drink. You got your hydration, and we're just we're just I doing just it right. My it's drink. Because Easter was Sunday, and yeah. it was a um, a long week, but a great week because yeah. we walked through the life of Jesus um, as his last week of his life um, this past week. So we had our Palm Sunday, and then we had Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and then Easter. So. Before we go any further, I just want to remind you that if you have not liked or subscribed to this content, go ahead and do that so that way you don't miss out on any new content that we drop. But Easter was Sunday, and it was such a powerful day. And you talked about how the empty tomb Mm -hmm. was God's reset button. Yeah. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so, and and I only covered really probably half of what that even means. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I covered the part that deals with us because that's really what people Uh kind of showed up to to hear like how does this message of jesus dying and rising matter for my life Uh and so we we focused on how it can reset your life right like and i didn't mention this sunday i don't think but like it it really doesn't matter what morality someone tries to ascribe to Uh like they don't follow it perfectly right and so there's all of us, if we're being truly honest with ourselves, would say, we really wish that whatever it is that we did believe, whatever it is that we did ascribe to, that we did it better. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, that that feeling or that longing of, man, even what I do say that I believe, I, I can't even live up to that. That, like, frustration between what you wish was true about you and what really is true about you, like, there is an answer for that. There is a way for those two lives to come closer together through what happened in the death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. And, and, and crazy enough, this is the only worldview that offers this. Mm-hmm. If, you, um, if, if you go to any of the other world religions, and this is why I said Sunday, like Jesus did not die for you to become part of his religion because religion is totally man-made. Yeah. Religion is all how humanity has decided... Um, that this is how I get to God. This mm-hmm. is how, this is what I must do to get to God. And like, um, that's like, that's for all of us, the question we're trying to answer, how do I get to God? How do I get to God? And Christianity just comes along and flips on its head. And it's like, no, listen, God came to you because that gap right there, you can't mm-hmm. fix that. Yeah. You, you, there's no answer for that. Like if you want to go to the Torah in Judaism, it'll give you some, um, ways in which you can live your life Mm -hmm. but you're not going to follow it perfectly and there's nothing in it other than your own um will Mm -hmm. to get yourself to follow it any better yeah um uh, islam will give you ways that you can live Mm -hmm. but will not give you what it 
like the actual power and strength to live it out, right? And that's what that's what makes Christianity different is mm-hmm. it can't. Christianity comes with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life that goes, mm-hmm. no, you can't do it, but we will. God provides what it is that you need yeah. to eventually do it. It's a completely different. So if you're trying to get past that gap of who you actually are, who you wish that you were, who God mm-hmm. actually made you to be, Christianity is really the only option. Because mm-hmm. um, if not, you're always just going to feel that frustration with, man, I wish I had this, I wish I had... I wish I was better at this. I wish I could follow this more faithfully or whatever yeah. it is. It's the only one that, that, and that's why the empty tomb is God's reset button. It was God's reset button for all of creation, mm-hmm. right? So I told you we only covered half of it. We covered the hu- human side of it. Mm-hmm. it. It's the hope that we can be um, made new. But the other half of that is the resurrection was God's promise that he is also making all things new. Mm-hmm. The whole created order that was fallen because of sin is also now Christ being the firstborn of new creation is going to be setting all these things straight one day when Jesus returns and ushers in the new heavens and the new earth. Um, it will be the fulfillment and the completion of what took place at God's reset button on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's that's so we covered the human side of it, but there is also a uh, creation side of it that yeah. that goes. It's not just humans mm-hmm. that are going to be made new creations. There will be a new creation, and so in one sense, we are all new creations in Christ, headed for Christ's new creation. That's mm-hmm. it, and and that's such an important message because too many people grow up in churches and think that that we're getting out of here, that we're escaping this mm-hmm. place and all of this and that the created order doesn't matter and God's just going to... It's like, why would God throw away his original plan? That, right. That's a crazy notion to, to ascribe to whatsoever and it, it makes you feel zero responsibility to try and... Make the world a better make place. Make the world a better yeah. place or to live out mm-hmm. the call of Christ in your life right now if you're just flying away someday to some you know spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. That like that's that's not the hope of the Christian whatsoever, um, and so we are all in Christ, new creations, headed for God's new creation. Mm-hmm. And the the important thing of that is is it means that you won't ever miss out on anything. Right. It means that if you think that living for Christ is lame and you're going to miss out on stuff because you're not going to get to have your own way and all that, it's like no, listen, there there's going to be. Um, a new creation where you will you will experience things that will far surpass whatever it is that yeah. you're wanting to do in this in this side of creation. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And my my daughter, you know, Esme, she's five years old, and so we kind of had a little bit of that conversation when we were watching the last Harry Potter movie. <laughs> um, because she was like, "Hey, is that heaven? It's so beautiful there." And I was like, "Actually, heaven is going to be, you know." a new creation on earth, like we'll be in a new creation with God, um, in the new earth, the new heavens. And I was like, and it's going to be so much better than that. So much better than anything we've ever could see or experience here now. And she was like, I want to go there. And I'm like, no, you can't yet. But, um, but I think like that's that kind of attitude though, like that, that childlikeness Mm -hmm. of, well, I want to go there now. Like I want to experience that now is just cool to think about in our own life of like, we can have some of that new now and then we get to experience even better later 
Yeah. And it's that idea and that concept that we just really need to understand and remember whenever we are talking about being made new. And something that you said on Sunday that just hit me and that I think is probably the problem with a lot of um, so-called discipleship or aspects of the church is that um, you said he didn't die to make me perfect. He died to make me new. Yeah. And I think where we get it wrong a lot is we expect people to be perfect. Yeah. But that's an expectation that we can't live up to. We wouldn't need Jesus yeah. if we could, yeah, right? This, this was my exact problem growing up in the church is that it didn't seem like no matter how hard I tried to believe in this thing, that it ever made the stuff I was struggling with ever stop. And mm-hmm. so I just thought, well, I, I, maybe it's just not, maybe I'm not the one that's supposed to do this, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'm not supposed to be a Christian because every time I pray this prayer, I think, well, it's supposed to make me perfect. Mm-hmm. And it never made me perfect. So I just thought nothing was ever happening. I just thought, well, this is just not true. So yeah. I, I just really never had true faith in it. And now I understand, like, the difference between what God says is true about me, mm-hmm. like right now in the moment, and the ability to be able to grow into what is already true about me. Like this whole process of deciding, this is this is why it bugs me that, that people sometimes don't like the idea of progressive sanctification. Mm-hmm. It's like there has to be a sense in which sanctification or our, our being made holy or, or mm-hmm. discipleship, whatever we want to call it, is progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've never met anyone that just went from zero to 60 in the Christian life yeah. like that. Or like, or if it looked like they, uh, it, or if it looked like they did, it was cause I only saw a, a portion of their yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and so like, I just can't, you know, like we, we don't go from zero to 60 mm-hmm. in the Christian life. Like we have to continue to follow Jesus because even, even if you do, let's say you get rid of all of your major mm-hmm. hiccups or hangups or whatnot. What I have found in my life, and I can't imagine that what God's doing in my life is not also happening in everyone else's life that's trying mm-hmm. to follow him, it, it feels a lot like the whack-a-mole game. Yeah. As soon as one thing gets taken care of in my life, something new pops up, mm-hmm. right? And so how, how could sanctification be anything other than a process yeah. if this is what I'm experiencing? I mean, you would have to tell me that either I'm not saved or something's wrong <laughs> in my, you know, because mm-hmm. of every time I, I feel like God takes care of one thing in my life, something new pops up. And then mm-hmm. we go through a season where we're trying to take care of this, and as soon as this mole gets knocked down, something new tends to pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, through the whole process of all that, overall, am I getting more Christ-like? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm still struggling in new ways every time mm-hmm. um, that something new pops up. Yeah. You know, and so I just, it's, uh, I, I never understood that growing up that, that I wasn't supposed to be perfect. Right. I was just supposed to be new. Yeah. And those are, those are two drastic, as, as far as the Bible's concerned, those are two yes. drastically different things. Yeah, they absolutely are. And I think it goes back to that idea of knowing that you're, you're trying to do better. Like it's not, you're not trying to go ahead and keep living the old life. You're trying to do something new um, and knowing that, like, now that you know better, now that you have something better, now that you have the help that you need, you're you're trying to live that life. Um, I think it's in in 1 Peter chapter 1. um, It talks about uh, the call to holy living, and it talks a little bit about not slipping back into your old ways of living, 
because you didn't know any better then, but now that you do, you're supposed to um, try to be obedient and, and do those things. And so I think that that's the important difference of remembering that, that you're trying, like not trying to be perfect, but you're trying to just bring those things into submission, like your desires, your wants, yeah. your, your dreams, like bring those things underneath the umbrella now of now that I am a new creation yeah. with God, like what is my purpose with him? Uh, because before that we, you know, we tend to do our own thing and our own, our own way of living. Yeah. Um, was there anything else between the, like just the whole week up to Easter yeah. that God really spoke to you or sh- shared with you that maybe you didn't get to share with us on Sunday that you would like to share now? Um, I, I think maybe one of the things I want to go back to on Friday, like we talked about how Jesus' death on the cross was the new Exodus. Mm-hmm. And like <clears throat> I heard from so many people that they've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I went through the painting and, and such, people were still talking about the painting on Sunday morning, which I thought, Honestly, I didn't think much of the painting. Like, yeah. it, you know, I, was, I thought everyone in the room would be like, oh, I know exactly what he's getting ready to do. And, like, right. for everyone, it was like, oh, my gosh, I had never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And I go back to um, the necessity of the church and of Christians to go and understand the Old Testament. Because mm-hmm. if you do not, the new te- like, the vast richness of the New Testament will escape you. Right. And it it bugs me that some there were there were probably I don't know hundreds of thousands of sermons Friday night about um, the cross mm-hmm. that only ever dealt with a superficial oh you're a bad person so Jesus just got in your place and mm-hmm. and it's like it, was was any of that true well yes it was but like did we delve into the richness Mm -hmm. of God's word in a way that shows that this is a strand that has been woven for, for at least 4,000 years Mm -hmm. um, of a cohesive story. Like rather than trying to see the Bible as two separate parts, like, and and so it's just my, like, I know, I know Christians that don't read the old Testament. They just go, I just don't get it. I love the old Testament. I I like the old Testament every bit as as much as I do the new Testament, to be honest, because, and and there will be people that go, but, but Jesus is in the new Testament. I'll go, well, he's in the old Testament Uh too, if you'll just read it. Yeah. Right. And everything in, again, I was just reading a, a blog this morning or last night. And it was like warning signs about pastors. And like every time I see this pop up, I'm like, ooh, I want to read that to make sure I'm not doing any <laughs> of that. And one of the warning signs of like pastors that you should be cautious of, um, this guy said, I'm cautious of any pastor who preaches the Bible literally rather than literarily. And I thought that right there mm-hmm. is going to get you in trouble because all of the fundamentalists are going to be very upset with you for that. However, there's not been much I've read lately that's been more true than that. Mm-hmm. That if 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 you only ever read the Bible literally rather than as a literary work, then you miss all of this, mm-hmm. right? You miss the fact that like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are making theological arguments mm-hmm. and not just writing a narrative. They are telling you things that they saw, but they are arranging them in a way to tell you the story of how God became king again. Yes. That's like, you miss all that when you just go, oh, well, thus saith the Lord, this is how it is. 
And it's like if you 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 gotta be like if you can't go into Matthew at least in the first like seven chapters and see the the journey of Israel mm-hmm. walk straight through those first seven chapters, you're completely yeah. missing the literary device, and that's why. Um, people don't understand that that Jesus' death on the cross is so much more than just penal mm-hmm. substitutionary atonement, yeah. which is what the church dumb, like. Yeah. I don't want to say dumbs it down to, but that's the yeah. the the entry point. Like everyone just says, "Oh, it's just yeah. PSA." Like, no, the cross is so much more. It is PSA. It is someone in your place taking your punishment, and you mm-hmm. receive um, what was due to them. I'm not saying that it's not that, but it's also so much more. It is the new Exodus. It's not just the forgiveness of your mm-hmm. freedom. It's the it's or f- forgiveness of your sins. It's the freedom from your sins mm-hmm. as well. It's it's not just PSA and it's not just freedom. It's not just mm-hmm. the new Exodus. It's also God's victory over the yeah. powers of evil that show ultimately that He is like it's also God's covenant making act yes. where He promised that one day he, that He would stand in place of Israel mm-hmm. to fulfill the covenant so new creation could come. It's all of this, and if you read it literally, you'll only ever get PSA out of it. If you'll read it as a literary thing in one cohesive unit, then you'll get all of these strands and so much more Mm -hmm. out of it um, that we miss. And so if I could go back to anything, it would be Friday. I'm so thankful that people appreciated the teaching, but it also makes me go, I think that we're going to have to, like, focus Mm -hmm here at our church, because I'm passionate about this, mm-hmm. of preaching through the Old Testament in a yeah. way to just see Jesus in the Old Testament, the mm-hmm. way people can start pulling these strands yeah. together and seeing it. Um, and then, you know, I know people go, well, well is, can't, can't we just like, is, isn't basic just enough? Yes, if that's all you're worried about, yes, it'll, it'll, it'll get you to the new creation with Jesus. But like, don't, don't you want more? Don't you want to see? Like, like, don't you want to be able to read the Bible in a way mm-hmm. that every time you open it, no matter what page you're on, you see Jesus yeah. completely opened up to you? Yeah, that's what happened Friday. That's why Friday was so powerful for people. Mm-hmm. Is that like, oh my goodness, I didn't see that, it, and I didn't see. I I knew that the cross was the new Exodus, but I didn't see it in the Transfiguration story until mm-hmm. last week. Um, yeah. So, I just yeah, because well, you pointed out within that. that too, like that the translation matters as well because different translations yeah. they use a different word for that, and that's why it's important to sometimes like go back to what those words mm-hmm. actually mean in the Greek or the Hebrew or whatever, um, because you do get something new out of it when you yeah. do that, um, and so that's probably why like a lot of people miss that. Yeah, cause because it's a literary work because yeah. the word matters. Um, what passage was I in? Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke chose that word it, it, that can be translated as departure, mm-hmm. as exodus, or even as death. Mm-hmm. If all Luke was trying to say was that Jesus was getting ready to die, he would have chose a different word. Mm-hmm. But the reason why he chose ten exodon is because he's telling us that it goes back to the story yeah. of Israel. Yeah. That Jesus was Israel incarnate. Like, he was the representative of all Israel. In all the ways they were unfaithful, he came to be faithful to God's original covenant, to his people, and to all of creation. It goes, I mean, we talked about this last August. It goes all the way back to the promise Mm -hmm. to Noah Mm -hmm. that... You know, with the rainbow, I will be the one in place. Mm-hmm. I will be. I will take your place. Genesis fifteen, mm-hmm. God makes a covenant with Abram, where they go through the cleaving of the the meats. Mm-hmm. Abraham never walks through 
God walks through on both sides and says, I will be the one that keeps the covenant. Like, this Mm -hmm. has been the story all along. And, like, we read the the Bible like Marcion did. Marcion was a, a... early church heretic that got kicked out because he told everyone that the God of the Old Testament was a mean, harsh, old, nasty God Mm -hmm. who was not a God of love and that there's no way that he could be the father of Jesus because he is so fundamentally different than the God of the New Testament. And so he tried to actually um, get the church to just throw out the Old Testament because he said, no, this is two different gods. These gods cannot be reconciled. And that's how a lot of Christians still read the Bible Mm -hmm. is that that, oh, well, you got the Old Testament. That's just the story of, of the Jews, but our part is the, the New Testament. This is the church. And it's like, no, we have to learn to read those two things better mm-hmm. uh, together. So yeah, I'll absolutely. get off my No, I now. love it because I think, so my seven-year-old son, he understands that Jesus died on the cross for him. He understands, like, all those things. But then he's like, but why? Like, why? Like, he, because for a seven-year-old, like, he's not gone and done anything horrible, yeah. you know what I mean? So for him, it's like, that seems awful harsh for an occasional lie that I might tell or whatever. And so I've had to take him back to the beginning yeah. to kind of help share that story and understanding that it it's not just you and these simple things, but it was for the brokenness of the world from the beginning, like yeah. that this was part of God's plan to come and do those things. And it helps connect the dots for him in the way that he logically thinks things through and doesn't understand why, like, Jesus would just come and, and, and do this, like, mm-hmm. for for him. But for knowing that whole story, he gets it so much better at that point. And so I think it's important, even for young kids, to share that history and that story of how and why and them understanding that it was from the very beginning yeah. that it that everything points to that moment um and and knowing what it what it implies and what it actually how it applies to our life so yeah so good um well i think that's all for the extra point this week as always if you would like to catch us and our new content we drop every wednesday for the extra point and you can catch our other teachings on the same podcast here um on on youtube or um, Amazon, Spotify, wherever, iTunes. And um, we look forward to diving deeper again with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.